Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the spirit of the Antichrist as we pick up in Revelation chapter 17, verse 13. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Thus, they want to get rid of any kind of a moral base that has its roots in the Bible. So that any of the prohibitions of the Bible, adultery, fornication, and so forth, are so obliterated from your mind that you can do these things without any conscience that would bother you or trouble you because, you see, that consciousness comes from a biblical base and we're trying to destroy God and get rid of any feelings of guilt that man possesses as the result of of his past superstitious beliefs in a supreme being and the Bible as his word to man. That is the avowed goal of of the humanist in their manifesto. And you can get the humanist manifesto and you can read point by point how they plan to to bring to pass the destruction of God. So the spirit of Antichrist is already at work and many of the powerful leaders have embraced the idea of the destruction of God and we see that they have been highly successful In Europe, their job is just about complete. You go to Europe today and you are in a post-Christian era. You find out what the world is going to be like after the rapture has taken place. And you can see the hopelessness in the eyes of the people, the despair. And of course, you see the other things that go along with such a society. You see the degrading of womanhood as you see these poor girls standing in the windows beckoning to the men who walk by, displayed like merchandise, standing there like mannequins, except that as the men walk by, they try to entice them on in. And you can walk down the street and window after window see the degraded state of the women brought about by men whose minds are so perverted because of the absence of the consciousness of God that they have again degraded the woman back to the position that she was a 2,000 years ago before Christianity came on the scene and elevated her to a place of beauty and respect and honor as they take advantage and as you see the new pictures, as you see the pornographic magazines and all of these things that attract the flesh, as you see people wholly given over to their own fleshly desires. You see the drunkenness and the hopelessness and you realize these men have been successful in their endeavor to destroy God from the minds and the consciousness of the people. They are 
hard at work in the United States and they have come a long way here. They have petitioned the courts which have allowed them to publish such filth as we find in the girly type magazines that are open and available for the children to pick up and to leaf through in the grocery store on the corner. They have been able to rule God out of the classroom in school. They have declared that it is illegal to have the children sing Christmas carols in the public schools. Thank God we have courageous teachers who are Christians, who are the salt of the earth and in the public school system still shine as a glorious light in a dark place. And I thank God for every one of you who are in public education and are putting up with the malaise of the broken society and these children who have come from this chaotic condition and you're putting up with it in order to bring light unto them and you're willing to go ahead and wherever you have opportunity, share the true light of God. Thank God for you Christian teachers. You are the light of the world. Continue to shine until they kick you out. <laughs> and so these ten kings give their power to the beast in order that they might, through their combined efforts, destroy God once again to make war against Jesus as he returns, to stop the establishing of God's law and God's rule upon the earth. They don't want God to rule over them. And they will make war, verse 14, with the Lamb. But the Lamb will overcome them. <laughs> no big battle, no big deal. <laughs> they make war with the Lamb, but he overcomes them. Actually, just with the word that goes forth out of his mouth, they're destroyed. I don't know what those words will be. I imagine it's just, hey, you've had it, man. And he destroys them. For he is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. God has called you to be his child. If you have responded to that call of God, he has chosen you to be a part of that eternal kingdom. And as we walk in faithfulness to him, we have the promise that because you have been faithful and have kept my commandments, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation which is going to come upon the earth. He said unto me, The waters that you saw where the whore is sitting are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw upon the beast these shall hate the whore. These kings that give their power to the Antichrist, they take advantage of the church, but now they turn against this religious system. And they shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. 
for God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will. It's interesting, that's God's will against this false religious system. And so they do it, but they only do it as, they, as God has put in their hearts to fulfill his will. It is interesting to me that God uses many times very unrighteous persons to accomplish his will. He can plant his will in the hearts of an evil person. That was the problem that Habakkuk had when God revealed to Habakkuk that he was going to use the Babylonians to punish his people by taking them into captivity. And Habakkuk said, now, Lord, come on, that isn't fair. We're bad, I know that, but hey, they're worse than we are. They're more evil than we. Why would you allow a nation more evil than us to conquer us? God said to Habakkuk, I told you I, you wouldn't understand if I told you what I was doing. So God puts in their heart to do his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which you saw is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Now after these things, I saw another angel, maybe one of the other seven, it doesn't really declare, or it could be outside of the seven, it's just another angel as far as we know, coming down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lit up with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hateful bird. So this whole satanic system that seems to be centered now in this time in this city of Babylon, which has become the commercial center of the world. The world banking and all of the commercial interests now become centered in this city, Babylon. Now, what city this is or where the city is to be located is a matter of speculation. There are many Bible scholars who believe that the ancient city of Babylon will be chosen by the Antichrist for his capital and will be rebuilt at a tremendous expense as they put it up in a hurry. There are indications that this city will be built quite rapidly. That craftsmen from all over the world will be paid premium wages and thousands will descend upon this area with unlimited funds to build this awesome, wonderful city that shall be the center of world banking and world commerce. Now, we are told in the book of Daniel that when the Antichrist establishes his reign, that the craftsman will prosper in his reign. In other words, he will inaugurate vast building kind of programs that will necessitate the use of hundreds of thousands of laboring men, and thus people will be able to get jobs at tremendously high wages, premium wages, and, and they will prosper exceedingly under his reign. 
That is quite possible that the city of Babylon described here does not yet exist, but will be built by the Antichrist for his capital and for the commercial center of the world. And as they bring the goods by ship and all into this city, that there will be a time of tremendous economic prosperity. After these things, I saw another angel coming down. The earth is lighted with his glory. He cried, Babylon, the great has fallen, has fallen, become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not the partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. So again, the idea of the eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, the fairness of the judgment of God. And double unto her, double according to her works, in the cup which she has filled, fill it to her double. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously or delicately, sumptuously, luxuriously. So much torment and sorrow give her, for she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, and I am no widow, and I will not see sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord that judges her. And so this city that has become the, the center of the world's riches, the center of world commerce, in one day is destroyed by God. And on the earth, the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her shall bewail and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning. And standing afar off for the fear of her torment, it, it sounds like it is destroyed by a nuclear blast of some kind and there is heavy radiation which causes them to fear to approach the city. In each case, they are standing afar off and they're afraid to approach it which does sound like a lot of uh, radioactivity uh, around the destruction of the city. The fact that it's destroyed in just a moment's time, it sounds like a detonation of a nuclear device with heavy radiation following. And so the king standing far off, fearful to approach, wailing, the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn for her, for no man buys their merchandise anymore. Their merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linens, purple, silk, scarlet, and thionine wood, or thion wood, and all manner of vessels of ivory and vessels of most precious wood, brass, iron, marble, cinnamon, odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beast, sheep. I mean, the whole gamut of commerce is, is into this and centered in this area 
and the fruits that thy soul lust after are departed from thee. And all of the things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment and the weeping and wailing. So the kings stand far off for fear. The merchants stand far off for fear. And they say, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour... So great riches has come to nothing. All of the wealth wiped out in just an hour's time. And every shipmaster and all of the company of ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea, they stood afar off and they cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city was likened to this great city? And they cast dust on their heads, and they cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein we were made rich, all of us who had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour she is made desolate. All of the wealth that was brought in to build the city, all of the wealth that was centered in the city, now destroyed, and the world is weeping, the kings, the merchants, and those merchant men who had brought in the ships, bringing the goods and the valuable, costly items, all weeping as they see her destruction. In heaven, there's a different scene. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, ye holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone. Now, a great millstone could easily be a rock as, as, as large as this pulpit, as wide as this pulpit, and, and, and the hole would be in the middle. It would be round. I've seen millstones as large as this pulpit. They, they must weigh 12, 1,500 pounds. Jesus said if, if a person deliberately destroyed the faith of a little child... It would be better for that person to have a millstone hung on his neck and throw him into the sea than to destroy the faith of a little child. I sometimes wonder about these teachers, humanists, who are seeking to destroy the faith of the children who come into their classrooms. Boy, I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to stand in their shoes when they face the eternal living God. The angel takes this great millstone and he casts it into the sea and he says, thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. It could be that God will cover the area where this city once lived with the oceans again. That in the kingdom age, the geographical area will be under the sea as, as the millstone fell to the bottom. could be that when the cataclysmic changes take place upon the surface of the earth, that this area will be covered with water. It'll never be found. It'll never be brought into remembrance again. And the voice of the harpers, the musicians, pipers, trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. 
and the sound of the millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, and for by thy sorceries all of the nations were deceived, and in her was found the blood of prophets and saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. And so God's judgment as we centered in on the commercial system and the false religious systems. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Revelation on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Revelation 17 through 18 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Father, we thank you that you have called us You have chosen us and ordained us that we should be your disciples and that we should bring forth fruit, abiding fruit. Now, Lord, may we commit ourselves unto your Lordship, to that rule of your Spirit over our lives. Make us like you, Lord, in all ways pure as you are pure, righteous as you are righteous, holy, Lord, as you are holy. May we be a holy people walking before the Lord, circumspectly, in total reverence unto thee, O Lord, that we will be accounted worthy in that day to stand with you in your kingdom, and to share in the eternal glories that the Father has purposed to give unto you and to those who love you and walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Through the course of the years, you, our radio listeners, have provided us with valuable feedback as to what has impacted you the most, or what has moved you spiritually in your walk with God. So it's with great pleasure that The Word for Today is pleased to offer you a collection of all-time favorites entitled Pastor Chuck Smith's Most Requested Bible Studies. These messages were selected from thousands of studies that were recorded live at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa over the past 40 years. 
They represent the very best Bible studies by Pastor Chuck Smith. Every message is dynamic and filled with rich insights as Pastor Chuck expounds upon relevant issues on a variety of topics related to the Christian faith. This series will strengthen and inspire you to diligently study the Word of God and apply it to your life. You can order a copy of Pastor Chuck's most requested Bible studies available on MP3 by calling the Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.